The Pure Jamie Milne Podcast. Where we have a dream to create a community full of happy, healthy, and knowledgeable people who create global positive change through sharing their journey. Tune in, saddle up, and listen in. Be inspired. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Pure Jamie Mill Podcast. <laughs> Pure Jamie Mill Podcast, <laughs> where we make Zoom better for everybody. Uh, here with good friend, personal trainer, professional boxer, boxer runner, and a human being, which was a little disclaimer in the in the show notes, and that's the part that people often forget that Ange is a human being, like the rest of us. Something that stood out about Ange as she read so far. She has lived like uh, she types fast and with a lot of mistakes. And yeah, as that's from my dad. Yeah. Oh, is that from your dad? <laughs> yeah. I, I wish I could yeah. meet this guy. He sounds the best. Yeah. Um, as a man that is going out of my way to to change the narrative on failure and encourage encourage more failure, I think it's really cool. But I like uh, Angela said to me um, before that you can only be as tall as you can be deep. And as yeah. well as all the amazing fitness professional stuff and the accolades and the amazingness of Ange, it, I, I also find you to be a very, very deep thinker, articulate things amazingly well. I go to Ange for my uh, humble perspective is probably the best way I could, as I could uh, sum <laughs> that up. Um, it's like a love-hate thing. Go and do some boxing yeah. with Ange. I'm always shit scared. We all have that relationship with Coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit scared on my way there, but I always feel amazing afterwards. So great yeah. human being and uh, welcome to my humble little podcast, Ange. Thank you very much for having me. I feel very special. It's, yeah, it's nice to be here. Yeah, cool. Hey, just um, nice and chilled, nice and relaxed. Do you want to give us a little a little bit more on sort of who you are, what you do on the coast or anything like that? Just a brief, brief little yeah. over. Yeah, sure. So I work, yeah, I, I work as a PT and I'm, I'm a health, like capital health and fitness coach. So I believe fitness comes from health. Um, I like to help people. I believe that that's like a, a big basket of, of things to go through when you start looking at fitness in that way. Um, it's, it's very personal. It comes down to, you know, um, what you want out of your fitness and health and what your lifestyle looks like. Uh, and I really get a kick out of watching the lights come on behind people's eyes when they've been asleep for a while. And I, I truly believe that that comes through physically changing your body as much as it does through challenging your thinking. So that's kind of what I do. If you're into that jam, I would love to help you. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And I, yeah, and I can confidently say, like I, 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 most people know I've been in the industry for a very, very long time and only exited the industry a couple of years ago. But I, yeah, I certainly wouldn't go to anybody else. So yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan, as you know, got the yeah. big banner. Because, um, yeah, yeah and <laughs> you are truly very, very good at what you do. Um, you. Yeah. And I'd love to talk to you because I remember that one of the first times I met you. I was cornering a fighter and I've seen you uh, refereeing, being part of the uh, uh, officiating of boxing tournaments and things like that. And I, and I watched you in an exhibition fight and I always thought, wow, this, you just looked really fearless. And I remember saying to you when I met you, I said, oh, you remind me like an Australian million-dollar baby. You were just like in there like, 
like really cool. And boxing, I yeah. first I first started boxing. I was like 12, 13, and it, I I was yeah a, a dog's breakfast. And it's changed and evolved yeah. so much. Like like most. Yeah. But I suppose the point I'm getting to is I found you. My first impression was like, yeah, you were fearless. You were you were fighting this other lady. It it was cool to watch. It really was quite incredible. And I love that saying, "Fortune favors the brave," or or fate loves the yeah. fearless. And I've spent a lot of time, as I mentioned at the start, encouraging not necessarily encouraging failure, but making failure okay. Because I learned a very long time ago that there really isn't any such thing as failure or mistakes. It's just feedback. Some people get a yeah. shit feedback. I've had a shitload, but uh, and some of the per, in, in some of the perceived failures in your life, like things you might look, you might call it something different. But if you look back through the ages of your life, and even in most recent times, is there anything that kind of stands out for you that you could share that's been a real turning point in your life? I have thought about this for the last two weeks and I've got a really good answer for you. So (laughs) I didn't even tell you the question. Oh, the universe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I've been thinking, what do I want to say? Because I don't want to waste this time. I I have things that I really need people to understand that will help them develop. So one of the things I wanted to talk about today was getting out of your own way. I think that is the number one problem for everybody. I think people make it too much about other people or too much about other things. But I think whatever it is, whether you want to be fearless in the ring or whether you want to you know, dominate your your body composition or whether you just want to get out and enjoy your work or your exercise or whatever it is, the only person that's stopping you from doing that is you. And I think the part of you that stops you from doing it is your ego. And you talked about failure as a good thing. Totally agree. And I think failure and pain are really good indicators um, that it's time for an ego shift or it's time to evolve. And I believe that each stage of your life, it's very healthy to evolve from the ego that you had prior to to, to the next ego that's coming along. And we, like ego is not a dirty word. We've always got an ego. It keeps us safe and yeah. it's, it can be productive as long as we consciously construct it and and embrace like constructing our ego for our purposes that we're going forward to, I believe. So, yeah, and failure is a big part of that because like – essentially you're changing your behaviours, who you are, what you do to an extent. And so, of course, you're going to fail the first time you do it. I mean, it's just like common sense. You know, you didn't learn to drive a car and just all of a sudden you're, you know, brocky driving around the streets, you know. Two wheels. (laughs) Got it. I've got it. I've got this. It's human nature to think that you're going to be like, oh, I can ace this. I've done it three times now. I'm basically an expert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it takes a long time to, to I'm get I'm pretty much things. ready for the speedway. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So if you want to stay the same person from when you're born to when you die, aim to never fail would be the, the, the thing that I would say about failure. Like if you want to evolve and change, have a full life, you know, and and take on different roles like becoming a mother and then, you know, becoming, you know, whatever job that you want to do in the future, you, you're going to fail at that when you first start. Yeah. So just welcome that when it comes through. All right, cool, at least that's evidence that I've had a go, you know, I've, I've learnt something and it's time to move forward again. 
Oh, so true. What a great insight. And I think about that that saying, you know, fortune favours the brave. There was no yeah. side note. Uh, side note, we don't cater for the tepid, half-assed, yeah. fucking, <laughs> lukewarm, yeah. fucking yeah. non-committal, fucking... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also there, there will be an element of pain and discomfort and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> time, money, uh, physical yeah. adversity. <laughs> Just a couple yeah. of little benefits of yeah, so yeah. You, like in the context of boxing, because you you've had a, a great career with boxing and a great yeah. for the sport. Have you ever? Is there a particular time? Because I I I mean, sports sport obviously, but I, there's something about boxing that I'm just yeah. like getting getting like really tested in front of fucking heaps of people, and it's just you and one other person. And I would imagine. Yeah. Tennis and other individual sports would have the same or similar. I don't think there's anything the same as boxing, um, but certainly similar uh, experiences. But I think, have you ever had it? Things go not so well in the boxing ring, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then and sort of how do you re-engineer that and re reframe that because there's a lot of like I work with golfers, runners, ultra runners, CrossFitters, fighters. And I kind of think it'd be really cool to hear it straight from, you know, straight yeah. from you. Um, what's some ways you sort of re- reframed, re-engineered things that didn't go, yeah. you got some feedback from your sport, yeah. didn't fail, didn't make a mistake, got some learnings. How did you work through that? Oh, I've definitely failed. And I don't think that's a dirty word. I think the more comfortable you can get with failing, the higher you're going to go in life. But with what you've just said, um, so before the event, give away all that. Like before the event, clear your mind of all that shit. You are just there. So in the in the rules and regulations for boxing, the, it is the boxer's responsibility to win the bout at all costs. It's the ref's responsibility to keep the boxer safe and it's the coach's responsibility to look after the boxer. So when you go through those ropes, it's your responsibility to win and that is the only thing that should be on your mind. So all that idea of learning from the past, that should have been processed before you got to that point of, of trying. Once you have failed, like first of all, there's only two people in there. One's always going to lose. Like, yeah. And, and that's, I think that's really um, important for life as well because if you can just accept it and move on and go, all right, well, we didn't get that one. Um and just take the learnings that you got back from it. We do a post-analysis fight. So, you know, what went well? What could have I done better? How could have I done it better? Keep it as simple as you can. Just those three things and then take that back to training and you implement that into your training in a practical way. So uh, that would be how I deal with it. And the other major thing that's helped me, I, in any, so there's been multiple times when I've reconstructed my ego through my through my life to be a different person and the most important thing I find is find someone you can trust and be the smallest person in the room and trust that person. So you want a coach you can trust and you want some athletes around you that you can trust and model, see yeah. what they're doing, and they're going to help you to be better. Because obviously if you knew how to do it, you would have done it, right? So yeah. you don't know. So you have to hang around people that do know so you can learn. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah you can't just pluck it out of thin air. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> so that would be my suggestion for that one. Yeah. Wow. Great advice. Great advice. Love that. The, uh, I love goal setting. 
massive yeah. part of what I do. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm yeah. fully on board with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So big, big fan. We've had many conversations about big and wild and wonderful goals that yeah. we have, other people have, and all that type of stuff. Um, I love the whole, you know, journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, and but it's still a fucking thousand miles, so it's still a big journey, which yeah. I think a lot of people yeah. lose sight of that. Um, yeah. Jim Bone had a saying, I wrote it down, it's just brilliant. You have two choices, you can make a living or you can design a life, which yeah. I love. And as you know, I'm a, I'm a massive massive advocate and believer in the depth and awareness of one's core values and the integral role that they play in our our life, uh, in the direction in our life. Would you be happy to give us an insight perhaps into what's what's your highest priorities, your most important things in your life and how you sort of live your life around those highest priorities or highest importance? So I'd like to start with thanking you because I have a deeper understanding of this than I did, say, 24 months ago that we deconstructed these together. Now, I've always said that um, since becoming a mother, living a life that can help my child live her best life has always been my number one priority. And I now understand that deeper than that, independence to me has always been my number one. Like even as a little kid, even like like I say, Dad used to joke that it's like, well, you're going to do it your own way, aren't you? You know, (laughs) it was very fiercely independent. So that's always been the number one thing for me that's helped me get along. Now, stumble along and then I'll say things like, oh, I want to be, um, you know, my goal for a long time was to represent Australia as the number one 60-kilo female boxer on the international stage. And I I got to that and I I would have said that that was so that I could let my child see that she can be successful and and she doesn't have to let life determine the outcome of what's going on. You know, we we haven't had a great time of it and happy to go into that another time, but that would be another example of deconstructing and reconstructing ego, going through that process with her. Yeah. Anyway, once I get back and have a look at that, I, I understand that really I needed to show her that in spite of everything, you can still be independent. There's there's nothing that's ever going to take your independence away. And at the moment, to me, that's translating in my life as fighting in business and, and in, in fighting like as it is, but to show her that you are the master of your destiny. You're the one that's here to decide what's happening to you. No one can stop that. That's the way it is. It's law of the universe and that's something that I value like that's my number one value. And when I really come back to my values, a lot of the time it boils back to just that one thing. Like that's my core belief about how things work. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, because I understand that, it helps me to have faith in where I'm going and yeah. and and um, manufacture hope, I guess, because I'm looking for evidence that that's true and I'm looking for evidence that I can make that true and it's very motivating for me making that true because it's what I believe. Uh, I want to make that um, evident for other people so they can believe it, so they can be the master of their own destiny and all those sorts of things. Such a great message, Ange. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people will, will benefit a lot from hearing that. I think yeah. some of us, and and even at different stages of our lives, lose 
lose lose focus on the fact, like you said, we actually at the, at the crux of it all, we we really are independent human beings that can make choices yeah. and decisions. We can, we will, we will for the rest of our yeah. lives. And if you're not making your own decisions, then there's a bigger fucking conversation to be had. Um, but yeah. essentially, like you said, and I like how you said it, you said, oh, when I boil it down, it's a great reminder. It's like, yeah, we we are fiercely independent and, yeah. and yeah, we are the masters of our destinies. Um, so cool. Is there, is, there, is there one other sort of value you or high high priority importance you lean towards in your life on a, on a sort of daily basis or, or regular basis? Look. Yeah, but they all kind of stem from that. So I believe, like, things that really motivate me are, are breaking free of the the status quo and not having to compromise your life just because everyone kind of says you have to. Um, I believe in, I guess, love is another thing that isn't related to that. I believe that all the, like, I, I solely believe in love as I believe that that is where faith and religion and spirituality and all those things nest from. It's just a really basic idea of love. And if you can really connect with love, um, whatever you call it, I think I think people call it different names because of the way that humans think. They have to put things in little boxes. But really if you can just expand the way that you feel and understand that everything comes from a place of love, you can find an immense power in that. And I believe the message of that, helping people understand that, is something that can um, help everybody in every way that can be helped. Like if you're talking about having peace in your relationships, having peace in the world, you know, on every scale, um, I believe that that's something that if everybody understood that a little deeper, we would all be in a better place. I, I believe everything personally and, and like, you know, way, way up to the top of, politics and all that sort of stuff, everything would be in a much better place if we were there. Completely agree. Yeah. Wow. What was it? The Beatles. All you need is love. Yeah. They had it sorted. <laughs> they were all over it. Oh, and there's good music about this. Yeah. Yeah. They were yeah. yeah. a, a Maori band from New Zealand. <coughs> oh, were they? Yeah. Well, they're right. right. <laughs> no, I, I must have been... Educated incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to claim one for the for the brownie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, yeah. great stuff, Edge. Yeah. Write a book. Write a book. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. So good. Yeah. Uh, the mental edge. Want to sort of uh, sort of summarize on this short podcast. I'm mindful of time and what you've shared so far. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. incredible. The yeah. uh, I want to talk about the, the the mental edge in the in the context of sport. To me, what's going on above the shoulders is is a real game changer. It's not the the be all and end all. I do as further you know as if I get further along, I, I understand we need to be physiologically yeah. physically sorted when we're competitive in sport. But I think yeah. When I look at the common thread of the the top five ten percenters, like what's going on above the head is, uh, sorry, above the shoulders is is paramount. Is really really important. What's your thoughts on uh, mental toughness, mental performance? Um, yeah. What's your What's your genuine thoughts on it? So to have a proper discussion, and um, I'd probably need a bit longer, but to boil it down. I believe mental performance, everyone is innately driven to be the best they can. I think it's the first thing we need to understand. Like it's human nature. It's, a way, it's if you remove all the blockages that are standing in the way between you and where you want to be, you will be there. Once you're there, so um, I, believe, I believe 
I don't know if you know Maslow's hierarchy, but I'm a big believer in that. So if any of any of the people listening understand that, or if they don't, quickly have a Google and then you understand what I'm about to talk about. So you've got all the, the, the base of the pyramid, like most of the work that you need to do for mental toughness and performance is, is you know, feeling good. You know, have, having a safe place to be, making like sure your basic them. needs are met. Yeah, making sure you have a good circle around you. And that takes a lot of work. That takes 90% of the work. When you get to the top little 10%, and that's where the people that you're talking about are, we're talking about self-actualization, that's when I think you can, like when I say you lean into love, I think when you go into self-actualization, you can start playing with a few different ideas. Like, yeah, okay, I love myself and I love myself enough right now to know that I'm going to need to go through pain for the next hour, an hour and a half in this training session so that I can love myself to where I need to be. So while as a coach, I would never stand over someone and say, you know, suffer, suffer, suffer for, for 90 minutes. I would never say that. As an athlete, it's my responsibility to walk into that and own that and put myself there. Because if I need to own it, in order for me to own it in my performance, I need to own it in my training. And for me, a big eye-opener was me, for me was when I went to the World Championships and I always had it in my head that, you know, you, you need the best coach and you've got to... You'll, you'll be the best if your coach is the best. And I went there and I saw the athletes that were the best didn't necessarily have the coaches that were the best. They were the best athlete. Yeah. They turned up to training. They turned up to the meals at exactly what they should do. They did what they should do in between meals. They had the best mental health. They were the ones that were looking after their spirit and their performance. They were the ones that were resting well. All that stuff that's underneath the pyramid, they took responsibility for that. And it... it in taking responsibility for yourself, that's where the courage, the confidence, the drive comes from. It's not like something where you can just go out and buy it from a shop. You have to work for it for a really long time before you know it, like in your heart. When you're tired and when you're, when you're gasping for air, it, you can still stand by the belief that I'm good enough, I can do it, I've, I've done my best, I know I have, I am my best, I know I am, and I'm, I'm confident that I can do well here. So I think... I think that's, I think for me recently the big breakthrough has been it's up to you, like it, on a whole nother level, it's up to you. Yeah, be the smallest person in the room, take, soak up everything you can, fail as often as you can, push through as much as you can, work on your resilience as much as you can, which means just failing and getting over it as quickly as you can. Yeah, and then right. once you get there, then be the best athlete that you can. Like it's relentless but in a loving way. You can't do it from a hate way where you're punching, punishing yourself. It can't happen because that that energy just fizzes out. You don't have that unlimited power that you can get from having all those other things I just discussed. So, I hope that makes sense. Oh, I must admit it makes total sense to me and I have never, ever, ever in my life heard it described like that. And I find yeah. that so fascinating because it does make it's, so, yeah, like Ange said, Google Abraham Maslow and his hierarchy of needs. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, like you said, I mean, I, I, I couldn't help but think how simplistic that was, what you just said, like the basics down there. Simplistic, but yet, you know, 
how many of us actually have, oh, like we're sleeping really good, we're hydrating good, we're eating good, we've got a nice home to go back to where our worlds are surrounded by important people that love us and, and you know, that's that's work. That's really, really hard work. Up here, like up here is work too. Do I have stinking thinking? Like that's in the, in the you know, safety and belonging, that's where that is. It's not up in self-actualisation. Once you're in self-actualisation, that stuff is resolved. You know, I have I have good relationships. I I am worthy of love, and I am good at giving love. You know, those sorts of things. They're all they're all underneath. That's where the body of the work is. And I see a lot of people just skip through those bits and try and be the best they can be. So it doesn't work like that. Pyramid's going to fall over. You don't have a strong base. Yeah, that is such a pearl of wit, Ange. Just, Wait, yeah. just, yeah. just fucking coming in here, sprinkling wisdom everywhere. Yeah. I've been thinking on that. Wow. And just yeah. two little disclaimer. I, Ange hasn't seen no, these questions were not sent to Ange. This is no. just firing off the off the hip. That that really is quite profound. Like I, I am like yeah. love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Way great advice. And I really hope people Google it and after listening yeah. to the podcast, come back to the podcast and, and use what Ange was saying as a frame of reference. Because that that was that is brilliant. Because yeah, like you say, a lot of athletes. I, I work a lot with, um, yeah, I, I, confidence, self-belief, things like that. Um, yeah. And a lot of people are driven, the two powerful dri- drives in the human experience being pain and pleasure or what we call towards or away motivation. And pain, yeah, that can be very, very motivating for a short period of time and it's not particularly yeah. healthy to continue yeah. that that way. Um but it's such a yeah. You got me spinning on the spot. I'm gonna. I'm gonna well, do. I think cancer. If you invest only in that, it's cancerous to all the other levels of the pyramid. Whereas if you, you can use it as a tool, that pain. I totally. And this is a bit where people seem to get a little bit confused. Very you powerful. That, yeah. Yeah. You use it as a tool for pleasure. So I'm going to go through this pain to get away from being less able to move my head or or less able to control the ring or whatever it is, it's going to be painful so that I can control the ring and I can, you know, obey the punch or, or even take a punch, like, you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Love it. And to close up really quickly, three yep. little three little tidbits, anything, little pearls of wisdom, whether it's and, – and, and you even using boxing as a metaphor for life, is there anything, anything – or even tips and tricks yeah. for athletes, just a couple of little little anges. Yeah. yeah, okay. It's always only you. So if you're ever making it about someone else, like think about being in the ring, there's only you in there. You, you are it from the day, like when you're born to when you die, you're the only one that's going to be there every single day, every single minute. It's only ever journeys, a journey with you and yourself. So when things get complicated, we're often focusing on what we think other people want or what they do want or what they tell us they want or what we think they need or any of those other huge variables of other people. It's not about them. It's never about them. It's always about you. Um, Don't be scared to change. Lean into change. Not in the boxing ring. Don't always lean in. (laughs) You're going to get punched in the face. But when I mean lean in, I mean... A lot of people, they sort of they see something challenging or, or fearful or something they're not used to and they kind of back away from it, you know. Um, you don't always want to be backing away from things that are challenging to you, otherwise you're never going to change. So lean in would be the other thing I, I would invite people to do. 
And like I said at the start, just get out of your own way. Just stop stopping yourself. Imagine if you woke up tomorrow and you had everything you've ever wanted and, and really sit and imagine that for a second. And then if you work backwards from there, you just do the stuff that gets you there. Like I know that sounds ridiculously simple, but for everybody I've seen to make it true, that's literally all it is. It's just a journey of one step and then another step and then another step and then you get to where you want to go. Just don't give up on yourself. Just just get out of your own way and keep moving forward. Ladies and gentlemen, near and far, that was sensational. <laughs> I, th- I think that, yeah, just to, just to jump on that last little point, I think it's interesting we often don't even give ourselves permission to, to yeah. do the amount of athletes and people I've, I've worked with, and it's like step one, give yourself permission to yeah. go for it. Don't, yeah. oh, yeah, maybe, oh, no, no, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just wait a little bit. I'll lose a bit of weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I'll, I'll wait till I'm a bit, yeah, I'll wait till I'm a bit more, a bit more fit or I'll wait till I'm a bit more fit and then I'll join the gym. I'll wait, I'll wait till I've, yeah, got a little Keep bit further fitness down up. <laughs> And then I'll go and see Ange. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking what? hold on a second. <laughs> that's it, yeah, that's, yes, yeah. that's not going to work. Yeah. And yeah. where can people find you? And just if you're listening to this podcast, 10 out of 10 from me, she and gets the star rating. There's uh, Bryce, yeah. a great boxer as well. And, and, yeah, and Bryce is amazing. Works so you uh, can, with um, Yeah, you can find us. Bryce and I are both boxing coaches. You can find us at Impact Boxing. So we're on, that's on Instagram, best place to find that. Uh, if you want to find me directly, I'm Coach Ange on Instagram. It's Coach underscore Ange, not Coach dot Ange, or you get some soccer guy in Italy. <laughs> I've been so, following him for ages, thinking I was. Yeah. Like, wow, well, Ange is really good at soccer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> different. That's okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you can find me there, or um, yeah, just I, I mean, obviously they can get in touch with you and get my number if they want to call me that way. I'm I'm completely open. I love. My life. I love helping people. This is what I want to do. It gives me joy. So if you if you want help, please let me help you. I would love to help you. Oh, that's the best. Ange, thank you so much for your time. I know you're you're getting after it helping people, but I appreciate you sharing your time with us. No, thank you. It's been a joy. It's been great. Awesome. The Pure Jamie Milne Podcast. Podcast.